0: We succumb to many lies, which are disguised as truth. These lies lead us to having many insecurities. However, our truth is found in God's word. But the question is, how do we accept God's word as the final truth? We are going to be talking about all this and more on the other side. You don't want to miss this. Hi guys, welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 13 of the podcast, Navigating Life with God. How you doing? (laughs) So yeah, you guys, it's episode 13 and we're running to 20 and I'm excited. I hope you are. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Today is an amazing episode, just like every other episode. But today we have a special guest, you guys. And I will let our guest introduce himself. Please do.
1: Hi everyone, um, my name is Lumbanya Mulenga. I'm so happy to be here, thank you for this opportunity to just talk inspiration and share God's Word with, you know, everyone.
0: We are so excited to have you, Lumbanya. Thank you so much. I am very grateful for joining me today. Today's topic is something very powerful, you guys. Uh, Please make sure, tell your friend, your friend's friend, your friend's neighbors, friends, uncles, aunties, cousins, everybody (laughs) about the podcast. It's going on. It's happening today. And yeah, this is an amazing topic. So today's topic is letting truth have the final word, letting truth. Have the final word. I think as young people, we do succumb to many lies. We are conditioned to think uh, a certain kind of way, and many times we take this kind of way as normal. But we fall. We are all falling for the trap of the enemy. And so, Lumbanya, what has been your struggle with all these lies that society? you know, help makes us believe the, the kind of standard that we succumb to.
1: All right. um, I really think for me, the biggest struggle has come with, you know, the lack of an objective test. You know, um, from the time we're young, many of us come to a point of saying, you know, truth is what you make it. So you've got many people saying, you know, for even from the religious aspect, you've got people who say, okay, for Christians, this is their truth, for yes. Muslims, this is their truth. But then you'd realize that, it even goes to a personal level of saying that, you know, truth is what you think it is. It is. Or maybe truth is what your superiors tell you. Mm-hmm. So if your parent says this about you, you think that's the truth. Or if, you know, someone you look up to says something about you, think that's the truth. And then you've got so many, you know, just so many lies running in your mind. And the biggest struggle now comes in where you're trying to decipher what's actually true and what's actually a lie. And then you're in this other battle, you know. Yeah. So I think for me personally, one of the struggles I've had is the lack of the lack of the knowledge of an objective standard from the time it's much easier if people are told about this objective standard when they are younger but the problem is many young people are not told of that objective standard people make it very subjective to say it's what you make it exactly then now you become very confused in the end
0: Yeah, I I actually agree with you on that point from a young age we struggle with so many things and I think a lot of it also has to do with how we are raised we are raised in different ways and we are we are exposed to different truths. So you find yourself going in this path because this is what you were told was right, this is what you were told was the truth. But then that also comes with us uh, yeah, living in this condition kind of path. And as we go, these become lies that affect us. Oh, you're not good enough. Or if I'm not this, then I'm not. Th- if I'm not a doctor, if I'm not studying medicine, then I'm not good enough. If I'm not. Uh, Uh, having this kind of hairstyle or dressing this kind of way then i'm not good enough how what has been your struggle like your personal struggle with all these lies
1: um okay so i'm going to be open about this um i think for me when i was in in primary school i think uh back then it was very you'd be considered among the popular guys if you had one of these fancy phones you know so when i was young i think this this should have been in fourth grade I remember how I started bothering my parents to buy me this really expensive phone and then I ended up being this arrogant young boy who really didn't appreciate the efforts that his parents were putting in but was so focused on getting things simply because his friends had them. And I even remember at one point my mom asked me why do you even want this phone, It's, it's just you just want the phone because your friends have this phone. Um, I even remember further that was now in grade 7. Um, there was this. I mean, I'm sure you remember the Supra, the Supra <laughs> yeah, era, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that that was very. It was a very um, popular shoe. I really bothered my mom for it, you know. Um, so much so that any other gift she would give me, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't appreciate it. And then whenever we would have these civilian day um, events at school, yeah. I would always feel ashamed because I didn't have the shoe that everyone yeah. had, and I would always feel less of myself. So. that's one of the many stories that i've I've really experienced when i was younger and um the the biggest problem is that that lack of you know having the 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 sense of um appreciation for whatever i had is fueled by what i'm exposed to
0: exactly so i
1: never knew that the pressure of having a supra before i knew that everyone had a supra you know i never had that pressure but I think um, in this world, it's, it's really hard for us to say we can't be exposed to things. But it's firstly, I think I would have handled those situations better if I had said, you know what, even though these things are there, what I have is enough and what I exactly. have should make me feel worth it. What I have should make me feel like, okay, I'm cool as well in my own yeah. lane, you know, I don't have to be in another person's lane for me to be considered as cool. Yeah. So yeah, I think that was one of my, my, my biggest struggles um, yeah. as a young person.
0: <laughs> actually your story reminds me of something <laughs> something a little similar experience I remember I just I came from I would say a humble background back then so never really went to school with money <laughs> and then I remember my friend I had this a friend who would always be given uh, big money very big money and she would buy and spend and this day she bought yogurt. Um, and me and my other friend asked her for some yogurt because she had two. So we asked her, and she was like, okay, when it's time to go home, I'll give you one pack so you can share. When it was time to go home, we were waiting, very anxious. The girl, instead of giving us, got into her car because they came to pick her up and started pouring it by the side of the car. That day, I really felt like I have to do something. I can't just sit and let her show off, yes. you know. So I remember going back home. My aunt had come with some money that was not hers. She had put it right in her uh, in the wardrobe, just under. And then I saw when she was putting. <laughs> so I was like, okay, if I just get one, she won't notice, cause you know, at that age, it's like ah, that's a lot of money, yeah, so yeah, she yeah. won't notice. <laughs> so. I remember getting one, one note. But then I feel, uh, okay, not I feel, I know God spoke to me in that moment and said, put it back. So I did. But then that's just an example of how we succumb to those lies. In that moment, thinking, because I do not have what she has, I'm poor. So that is the definition of. Uh, reach that we have if you have all this money I, I feel like there's just this one conditioned way that we think things operate but to be honest that many times that's like low standard thinking that many people have and I think it's really important that us as young people understand that there is a better way to think there is a better aspect to look at things and I feel Even when we bring in the aspect of the truth What really the truth is I feel that truth Is really taught to us In the word of God What right, do you very, have to say very about truth, that very true.
1: Um, Well I think Well, Before I even answer that I think um, the problems again With the lack of this objective uh, Standard of truth Or the lack of the introduction of this concept Of the objectivity of standard Is that it now breeds insecurities That's in a lot true. of people and you know mm. it's so interesting how you'd find that as young i think i i started having my struggle with insecurities from second grade you know mm. <laughs> you can just imagine how That's, bad it is yeah and yeah. the problem is our young minds are not able to process insecurities exactly. at that moment so we we, we carry them into mm, our older selves yeah. And so from the time I was younger, you know, because I didn't look like the guy exactly. that everyone had a crush on <laughs> I, I started feeling bad, you know, yeah. um because I didn't have the shoe that this guy had, yes. because I did have the phone. And oh now gosh, yes. the problem is it now began to speak into my capabilities as mm. well so it moved from my identity to capabilities mm. and now i started thinking that because i'm not as cool as That's this person so is yes. i can't be able to do what they are doing yes and then as a result i started you know um shying away from many opportunities exactly. it was it was rough it, and then i became a christian in i think that was in 2012 Um, And what really brought my self-confidence Now this is answering your question What what really helped me was Romans 12 Which says that we should not We should be transformed By the Mm -hmm. Mm renewing of our minds
0: minds. Mm. So
1: it all starts by Firstly accepting that this is the standard
0: exactly. and then
1: allowing it to work in us mm. and once we allow the word of God so it's firstly exposed the same way we were exposed to the things exactly. that made us to we have to expose ourselves to the word of God now exactly. so that it begins to have its transformative effect on us and mm. the more we expose ourselves to it the more we begin to And it's like a cycle we accept its um, objectiveness it transforms us the more we see its transformation we keep on accepting it so exactly. it's now this nice transformative cycle that we get into so I think the for us the starting point is to allow the word of God to transform our minds. To let it be, to accept it as truth. Let it transform our minds, and yeah, allow it to be the objective standard, and not let what people are saying or what we've been uh, told as we've been growing up in our upbringing to say that no, this is the truth. This is how a boy should behave. This is exactly. how a man. Should. No, but what the Bible says because the Bible it's, is complete. Mm-hmm. It should be. um I, I've forgotten the scripture, but it says that. Um, uh, the, the bible is complete like everything pertaining to life mm-hmm. and godliness has already been stated in the bible exactly. so how a man should live how a lady should mm, live mm. everything has already been stated in the bible so we just have to look to uh, the word of god in order for us to get its its truth and apply it to our lives
0: i i really love that you even brought out the insecurities because that is a limitation for many people yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know uh it's funny how when you have insecurities, you tend to look at other people and say, but, God, why can't I just be like that person? I know, you I know, know, why can Because that yeah. person looks so perfect. But to be honest, I think one of the most even impactful things about having this conversation with you is that you are one of the people that I look up to so much as oh, this I'm confident oh person, young man. But... You know what has made this more impactful to know that the struggles that I have are the struggles that you have. So, uh, in, in a country like our country, which is a Christian nation, there are many people who are Christian. Some because you're raising a family others it's really genuine that you have received Christ but yet we still find ourselves succumbing to the lies and the standard of the world we, f- we still find ourselves struggling with these insecurities you know being uh, feeling like we are incapable even though we know that that we are freed from that bondage so what do you think really is the source of all this
1: Um, Well, I think the starting point is that Well, I've grown up a Christian You know, raised in a Christian home But I think for many people We've grown up in, in this Exposure of Christianity, of it being theological more theological and less personal
0: exactly so as a
1: result we are left at the surface mm. and we don't allow the words to speak to our personal struggles mm-hmm. to speak to our personal issues mm. so as a result you've, you've got many people many christians there are many people who yeah. i've come across who are very theologically accurate
0: exactly but
1: then they still struggle with so many mm-hmm. things you know because they have not let the word of god get into a personal space yeah. in their hearts so i think the first thing is to or well, the first problem that i see and it's also a problem that I um, had gone through, is where there is this, it's, it's a cloud. Like Christianity is, look, it's, it's this vague cloud sometimes mm-hmm. where it's up there, but it's not in here. Exactly. It's not in our hearts, you know? Mm. So once we need to get to a point where Christianity is actually in our hearts and we let the word of God just expose us, you know? Yes. And then just speak to our issues. That's the first problem. And then um, the other problem, I think, uh, the source of all this is where sometimes we don't see God as the loving father that he is. True. So maybe I, I there was a time where I really thought that God would condemn me for having exactly. problems. You know? I thought but then you know, as I read the Bible and as I continued mm, to digest the word it I became clear to me to say that God knew that the, 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 the being the guy that he was purchasing exactly. already had defects he
0: exactly. didn't, didn't want me
1: to clean myself yes. before i come to him he wants to clean me that's why he's exactly. calling me to him, you know yes. so that's what um i think our view of, of who god is and how he wants to relate with us mm. is also very important mm. and i think that problem is also fueled by how we have grown up with our own parents yes you know? if, if if a person has grown up with parents who are very you know dismissive who really don't want to get deep and personal with their children it's very difficult Mm. for you to have that image of saying that our heavenly father right it's very (laughs) difficult for us to to, to envision that our heavenly father uh, you know wants to have a deep relationship with us so we think that he may may, and this is another problem you know we think that god wants to be our genie because maybe we grew up with parents who just sponsored and uh, you know supplied everything Mm. we needed but never got personal (laughs) So now it becomes a problem when God wants is saying, I want to spend time with you. Exactly. When we hear that, we're like, what? My parents never spent time with me. I don't know how this goes. But it's just being open and being vulnerable with God. Exactly. Once we get to a place of vulnerability mm. with God, things happen, you know. Power. Things just really change in our hearts, and yeah, we just have to come to a place of saying, you know what, God, mm. whatever it is that you want to do, whatever it is you want to expose, like praying the prayer that uh, David prayed: "Search me, oh God, Ooh, know my heart. Ha- yes. know my heart, try me, know my uh. thoughts, see if there's any yeah. wicked way in me." You know, just <laughs> being that open with God, like that's mm. that's we just let the it's like. It reminds me of that miracle, the, the, the woman with the issue of blood, yes. and then she just said, if I could just touch some of these
0: sounds. Now, just
1: think about it. If God could just touch our mm. eyes, just that like one touch, one. that could be the all restorative thing. need. Ah. You know? <laughs> but it all starts, the, the thing is, it all starts by. Allowing Jesus to come in because the Bible yes. says he stands at the door and he knocks. Yes. Once we let him in, he mm. will come and he will dine with us. So yes. it's just making that conscious decision of saying, you know what, expose me. And another thing is that we are scared of um, seeing our problems because mm. I've, I've really come to this. Whenever I'll be praying about something, yeah. that God, like I'm, I'm saying, okay, God, expose the things in me that are that need to be worked on. When God, when God exposes them to you You're even shy, you're even afraid yourself Because yes. of what you're going to see yes. So it becomes a, we're, we're scared oh of that We're scared to yes. face our skeletons. Yes. But that fear is really just something That's preventing us from really growing So we yes. just have to grow out of that fear And say, you know what, God, show me whatever you want how, No matter how scary it's going to be It's going to be dramatic here But I know that you are in the boat So even though this storm is going to rock exactly. me I know that you're still going to calm the storms
0: In your in time you guys, Lumbanya is shutting it down. Oh my word. <laughs> I tell you, if you are not taking notes, you better find a pen and a paper. This is so good, you guys. This is so good. This is really so good. So I, ha- I agree with everything that you have said, and you have really been pointed to something very important. I think. Uh, that trust coming to that place of intentionality with god is very important and i love how you brought out the fact that for many of us it's reflective of the relationships that we have with our parents that is so true because many times you find that there is this fear there is this distance or maybe your parent is just one who just okay you want this okay there's always this distance in the relationships that we have i feel like we are living in because of social media in as much as it's really good but it has brought this war amongst our friendships yeah, meaning yeah. even with your friends you don't even have to be in the same room just have to be texting so there's this distance we think oh god really wants to sit with you like it's yeah, those moments yeah. that matter where he reveals who you are to uh he reveals you to who you really are when you see i love uh jeremiah jeremiah 29 i believe it's 13 verse 13 or 12 which says you will find me if you seek me with your whole heart so that is so powerful and i feel like um it's uh it it goes back to even the story of the prodigal son how when he chose to look to go back to his father his father also decided to run to him you know he didn't just say no you know you misbehaved," but he chose to run back to him that just shows how amazing even the parable the the the, the lost sheep Shows us how Even with the 99 I mean if I had 99 sheep I wouldn't go back <laughs> yeah, <he'd say laughs> But you see God because. is amazing He cares about you That one You see And it wasn't You know he didn't I bet the son Even in the in the parable Of the prodigal son I bet the son wasn't clean You know He might He was taking care of pigs So they might have been that dead <laughs> yeah. But the father didn't say guy no gee Uh, let's let's do this when you bath no uh, he ran and hugged him that's God in your pain in your brokenness whatever has been said about you all that pain he's ready to embrace you and still call you his own so that is very very powerful so you even brought oh my gosh you brought out so much. <laughs> feel like this is what it means when they say man shall not live but on bread alone. But everywhere that God speaks, it's like right now I feel really for you guys, oh. <laughs> like uh Peter stepping out on water you know when you step out on the word of god because the word is truth and i think that points to so much because when we see that scenario peter steps out and when he was stepping out he was looking to christ and I feel for many of us, it's that step of stepping out, and I think why many of us settle for our insecurities because it's a safe space. That's so true. It's That's a safe so space. We find ourselves. It's so comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. I have found that uh, it's. I am a better. Let me say, I am. It's easier for me to commit to the things of God when I'm back home. Because when I'm back home, I close myself in my room. My four walls and I. I know, (laughs) you know, it's easy for me to be a Christian then because I don't have to encounter anything, it's just my room. And I know my room so well, you can shut off the lights, but I still know my way around it. But when I'm out in the world, It's now me actually having to step out on faith, like me stepping out on God and the truth of his word. And I feel like that's what hinders us. That's what we are scared of, stepping out. So, Rumbanya, please.
1: Um, Yeah, I I like the point that you brought out with regards to faith. I think the foundation of everything um, when it comes to us, Believing God and yeah. believing His word to be the standard is our faith. Exactly. I, uh, if, if from our own upbringing, like uh, as I earlier stated, we talked about, you know, parents, people we look up to. Have you noticed that the words that really get to us the most, of course, we're going to exclude social media for now, but yeah. the words that really get to us the most and that really affect us are the ones spoken by the people we value the
0: mm, most. They never leave. <laughs> they really get to you. They really get <laughs> yes. to you.
1: Now, think about it. Imagine if we really valued God as mm. much as we value our parents. Mm. As much, imagine we, if we had this this deep conviction in yes. God's reality, mm-hmm. his dependability, and mm-hmm. his trustworthiness to say that his word is final and his truth is final. Mm. Many people can say whatever they want, including your parents. Yes. They could say everything. But when you have put this firm conviction exactly. in saying that God's word is final truth, mm-hmm. it really mm-hmm. sticks to you. Yeah. And then, once we, like um, with Peter's case, you know, where he's looking onto Jesus and mm-hmm. then as he is letting Jesus guide him, you know, I think... The first thing, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't that the same one where they thought he was a ghost at yes. first? Yes. Before, at the time when they thought that he was a ghost, no one wanted to step out. Yes. You know? It was until they said, they were now trying to prove his truth.
0: Exactly. They said,
1: if you really are the Christ, if you're really Jesus, mm-hmm. call me to meet you, like call me to walk yes. with you. Yes, yes. So once Peter now came to that point of accepting Jesus's truth, mm-hmm. that's when now he started, you know, walking Making on the, the water, water and taking the step of faith. Exactly. So the, the, the first thing that one must do is... Accept the truthfulness and the re- the, the, the trustworthiness of God's word. Mm. That makes it easier, or makes it it makes it encourages us to take the first step mm-hmm. of faith. So I think um, even just looking at it from the from the biblical point of view to say that the Bible says that we should have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please yes. God. Because like if you don't have faith in God, if you don't have that conviction in his in, in his existence. In fact, the scripture says um, it should be Hebrews eleven verse six. Uh, says that he should everyone should if one should please god he should believe that god is you mm-hmm. know so when i was studying that statement of believe that god is yes believe that god is everything he says he
0: exactly. is you know? believe
1: that god is dependable reliable mm-hmm. that his word is final mm-hmm. regardless of whatever people are going to say mm-hmm. it's his word that is the final standard. Yes. Once we believe that taking a step of faith becomes easier. Yes. And even when we are exposed to social media and we're exposed to many things. And I think social media becomes a very big problem. Because everyone now thinks that Because they've got a the platform They uh-huh. have the right to
0: speak Exactly
1: So because I have a Facebook account uh, and now people begin to think that or oh, because I've got a Facebook account, I have the right to speak on politics, to speak on this, to speak on that, to say this about this person's character. Because this person has a YouTube channel, yes. I can go to the comment section and say whatever I want, mm-hmm. simply because I have the the, the platform to say that. Yeah. But it really shouldn't be the case, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, unfortunately, that's the world we're in. Yeah. So because we can't control. The the, the things that happen in the world, we have to control how we take this stuff in. Yes, so we constantly have to remind ourselves that regardless of whatever this person is saying, you know, he's only saying it because he has a platform. Mm -hmm. There's a high chance this person won't even say this if we met face to face, you know. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's so we have to properly put these things, what people are saying, um, yeah, who's saying it, we we put them in the proper context. God is the final authority, the absolute authority, put that in its place. And put everyone else, like, in their proper context to say that no this this is just this is just someone who has a platform simply because they have the platform they are mm-hmm. taking advantage of it to speak all the stuff that they want to speak. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's really just having that ultimate faith in the, the fact God. that God is the ultimate truth, yeah. he is the final word, And final authority.
0: I love what you said, and I think you've brought out a great point. And um, uh, when we look at the story of uh, Jesus Christ, uh, that is. When he was baptized, and the Lord, the the heavens opened, and God says, "This is my Son in whom I am pleased with." That was God telling Jesus Christ the truth of who he was. Yeah. And I think when, even when we are referring to Jesus Christ, most people say, "But that was the Son of God." My question is, who do you think you are? Oh, <laughs> because <sad. laughs> you are a child of God as well. And you see, even with the story of Jesus, we see that after his baptism, after the Holy Spirit comes upon him and God tells him those words, where does he go? He goes to the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, I think for many of us, maybe even our concept of what fasting is, is distorted. Because many of us, when we think about fasting, just think about staying hungry. I'm not eating for 40 days. (laughs) you know. But Jesus was taking in the words that God said because you have to understand that in ourselves we even when we read the word of God we find ourselves two minutes someone comes to tell you you you're mad that, oh, I'm mad. That person said, I'm mad. Okay, I'm mad. Good, I'm mad. You know, it's that crying. But then you're yeah, just from reading the word that tells you your truth. And it's because we do not take time to meditate on the word. When Jesus was in the wilderness, he was meditating on the word of God. The word that God taught him, saying, you are my son. And that's when the enemy came to him and said, you know, turn these rocks into bread. He was able to be able to... Uh, withstand everything, every temptation because he knew who he was, he was standing in his true identity, many of us when we hear the word of God we we, we are from Sunday service, we close our Bibles and the next time we're opening is next Sunday, on Christmas day, whichever we like (laughs) but we have to meditate on the word of God because that has to sink in, it's daily conviction you have to be able to tell yourself I am beautiful, even when you don't feel like it because the bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made yeah, yeah. Lumbanya, please speak wow. <laughs> more on that
1: point. yeah um and i like how you like the bible is so it's it's packed with so many you know pieces of truth
0: exactly that speak
1: to us mm-hmm. but then it's the lack of deliberate you know deliberately deciding to sit down exactly. and let expose yourself to what the word says mm-hmm. because as you've said you are fearfully and wonderfully made that was one of the first memory verses i came across when i was you know going to my insecurity papers. yeah yeah i was like yeah i'm fearfully and wonderfully yes. made especially because of the fact of who got who made me exactly God, the ultimate you know the ultimate creator and then you also look at there are many scriptures that speak on when you're feeling helpless. Isaiah. Yes. It's one amazing book really? There are so many scriptures that tell you you, know, you walk through the fire You will not get mm-hmm, burned you may, mm-hmm. walk the, you may walk through the rivers You will not be swept And there are so many scriptures of encouragement that remind us that regardless of the situations we're in, regardless of the upbringings that we had, God is still as present as he will ever be. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the more we begin to expose ourselves to these things, Mm -hmm. we begin to digest them, they become reality. It's about letting the the, the words that we expose ourselves to in the word of God move from our heads to our hearts. Mm -hmm. Once we get to that phase, it becomes much easier for us to move as if we actually believe as if it's the actual truth there's there's that scripture should be isaiah 51 which says that um i will hold you by your right hand the more you meditate on that scripture you even begin to think like you walk around knowing that there is god God holding holding your right hand Mm. you know there's that scripture again in isaiah which says that um uh, I will, I will, I'm the shadow at your right hand. Like yeah. you look at how, f- like your right hand is always right by your side. You exactly. know. So if God is saying he's the shadow, shadow by your right hand, then mm-hmm. if we moved, as if every time we are moving our right hand, we are constantly remembering the fact that God is right next to me. Exactly. If we look at scriptures in Galatians where it says that. Um, um, we no longer live but it is god who lives in us
0: exactly how many
1: of us i'm sure we've watched the movie venom <laughs> you know he had that parasite yes in him. how <laughs> many of us actually live like that you know that god is, is actually inside me you know yes there's that scripture which even in um first Corinthians it says that your body is a temple mm-hmm. how many how do we view our, our body? body do we actually yes. view it as a temple we actually view it as the indwelling of the holy spirit so it's when when we constantly bring and and meditation as 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 you had rightly alluded is um you constantly bringing to remembrance these things yes meditation if if i if I remember correctly meditation um as it is translated in the hebrew is actually got from this process uh, that cows and goats i think it's cows mostly that that they use when it comes to their digestion Mm -hmm. so for these animals they will chew something, they chew the, chew the grass, chew yes. it, chew it, swallow it, bring it back up, yes, chew, it, chew it, chew it, chew it, and regurgitate <laughs> yes. it. So, just like that. Now, how, how much do we, if we take that mindset or that mentality when it comes to how we feast on the mm. word of God, trust me, people can say whatever they want.
0: Yes. And
1: you just be like, first of all, you're not on me.
0: Exactly. You're not
1: the source of my joy, mm-hmm. so you've got no right to take it away mm-hmm. from me.
0: No, buddy. You're, <laughs> you're not
1: the one who gives me my peace, so yes. you're not the one who's going to take it away from me. Yes. You know. And as as we begin to look at the, the, the Bible as or as God giving us these love letters in the Scripture, mm-hmm. and as we begin to firmly get convicted on their truthfulness, we get to this place where we place these things like our joy mm-hmm. our peace our satisfaction we place them in god and once we place them in god the only way that our joy is going to be taken if they take it is if they take it from god first mm-hmm. you know yes so we have to get to that point where we are you know placing everything in, in god. god yes where whether we have is we make the statement that the apostle paul made in um Philippians where he said after the famous scripture which oh before the famous scripture which says i can do all things through christ yeah. who strengthens me the apostle paul said Thank you for the gift that you've given me of this coat, but whether I have a coat, whether I don't have a coat, whether I've got food, whether I don't have food, whether I've got, you know, the supra, whether I don't have a supra, whether I've got a phone, whether I don't (laughs) have a phone, whether I've got that nice hair, whether I don't have that nice hair. Christ is my ultimate
0: satisfaction. Amen. The fact that mm. I have
1: Christ, that is everything that I need. My because, all in all. And you know, it's so interesting how Philippians 4 is is uh, framed because he talks about the contentment aspect. Yeah. In verse 13, he now talks about how, you know, um, he can do all things through Christ, like he can survive in any condition because of Christ who gives him strength, and then now he goes on further to say that it is actually and God will supply all your needs according to the riches of glory Mm -hmm. in Christ Jesus so you can see that he's not worried about anything Anything. because he's placed Mm -hmm. his dependence on God he's placed his joy, his satisfaction and you can't move such a man you can't move move them, no situation can move them and and to, to make matters even more phenomenal or even more astonishing this man wrote most of these letters mm. in
0: prison. Exactly. I mean we would be
1: wallowing in worry for most oh. for most of us. Wall- but he said, I don't whether well, I'm in prison, I mm. don't know how many times this man was stoned. But mm. even in him being stoned, he was so content with that. He yeah. said that you know, I have Christ. Whether they to live is Christ and to die is gain. Exactly. You know, both ways I still win. <laughs> you exactly. Know? So yeah, he's you know, there there's so many amazing things we need to look Too at in scripture. Much. Um yeah so just like i would really encourage everyone to just open your bibles and just read read what god has to say about you we've we've listened to people for far too long yeah and as a matter of fact every person is imperfect so we shouldn't even if we decide to let what people are saying Mm. have so much of an effect on us we run the risk of letting an imperfect opinion be the, the, the standard that we live by, yeah. and that's very scary because we end up falling into so many pitfalls and yeah. making so many mistakes based on the truth that isn't even perfect to
0: start Exactly,
1: with. yeah. So, yeah, that's it.
0: After listening to this podcast, it would be a shame on you if you on Valentine's Day say, I've never received a love letter, yeah, just yeah, open yeah. your Bible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, we have spoken about a lot. Um, what are the ways that we can talk about, I think we should, it's very important that we speak about the ways that uh, can const- someone can use to constantly help them walk in their truth uh walk in the full identity that uh God has called them to be which the first is obviously as we have talked about reading the word of God and as we have said not just reading cause you have to or you memorize yeah, yeah. you know because I think many of us memorize <laughs> but you know one thing about the Bible that is even so fascinating is that you can read maybe Psalms twenty three today and it, it reveals to you something. And you read it tomorrow and it reveals something else. It's like you cannot enclose. You can't put God in a box. Yeah, Every yeah, time. Yeah. There is so You guys. I, I feel like if I was taught to round God. I would be rounding wow. for the rest of my yeah. life. You know? Because there is so much to the word of God. You know. It's it's the truth. It reveals so much. So it's us actually having that uh, deliberate. Uh, intention to really sit and understand but apart from that i feel surrounding ourselves with truth like with people who help us see our truth and i think uh why even reading the bible comes first is because like we have said people these days have so much to say but if i know the word of god and i surround myself with certain people i understand that whatever they say if it's not in line with the word of God, I will not take it. Mm-hmm. But if, if I know the word of God and someone tells me in alignment with the word of God, then I will know that, yes, this is really what it is. I remember uh, one of my favorite pastors, Pastor John Gray, saying, it's not where you fall that matters. It's who's around when you fall. And I oh, think that's, very, that's yeah. very powerful because many times... Um, there, there are times when you know because we are we are human we succumb to so many things. You have a bad day, you you quite the right have fallen, but if you have someone to pick you up, and I think even when we look at the the story of Peter walking on water, is that even when he was sinking, it's not that he was sinking that matters. Is that he cried out to Jesus? Yeah, who yeah, are you going yeah. to cry out to? Who is yeah. that person who is willing to pick you up and yeah. help you? Yeah. So it's not. Make sure that even when you're picking your friends, people that surround you, it's people that are impactful and building you. Yeah. Lumbanya, would you have anything to add on that? Yeah.
1: Um. you've already rightly said it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really important to know, um, to rightly pick the people around you. Mm. Because whether we like it or not, okay, subconsciously, this happens where um the truth of the people around you becomes your truth exactly so you have to be careful with uh, the people that you put around you because eventually i mean whenever we're going to our friends for advice they're going to give us advice based on their truth yes you know so if their truth is something and now imagine this remember we talked about the fact that when we value someone Mm -hmm. we easily attach truth to whatever they're saying the more we value it's like they're directly proportional the more value we attach to them the more truth we attach to what Mm -hmm. they're saying so now just imagine you've picked your close you know your close friends Mm -hmm. you've valued them And then let's say their truth is something that's very different from the truth of the word of God. Because you've valued them. It's very difficult for you to even decipher that this person is not speaking the truth of the Bible. But they're speaking their own imperfect truth. truth. And then now we end up making mistakes based Mm -hmm. on the the advice that they're saying. And so much so even when we fall and when they're trying to pick us up they may pick us up but make us face the wrong direction
0: exactly so
1: because of their faulty faulty analysis of the truth their faulty Mm -hmm. perception of the truth their lack of understanding or acceptance of the bible as the final truth Mm -hmm. we begin to fall for their traps of their imperfect truth
0: yeah and now
1: we just end up in this you know this weird cycle which is is really bad so it's it's really important we must pick people as in our circle who are very much in love and who have firstly accepted the Bible as being the final truth, mm-hmm. number one, because there are many people who are, you know, the Bible is some truth,
0: yes, it's not
1: some truth, it's the final truth. Mm-hmm. So, we need to pick people who accept the Bible as the final truth, truth. yeah, and then, um, and who also show that they've accepted it as the final truth in how they did, because that that way we have the surety of saying that, regardless of whatever, you know, even if I fall and we are destined to fall because we're exactly. perfect, but at least I know that if I fall, I've got friends who are going to who are going to pick me up and they'll pick me up to face the right direction or exactly. to fight the right battles the right way yes yeah.
0: and i think uh to be honest in this area i think many of us do struggle because again we misunderstand the bible and be like but i don't want to judge yeah. they, it's not it's not judging you know know where you stand and make sure that where you stand is solid ground and when you're standing on the word of god you are sure that it is solid ground do not compromise on the standard especially when you're being given the highest standard which is the truth don't compromise and say but no you know this person no it is your standard of truth trust me God is so amazing, and the, the amazing part is that everything we ever need is rooted in God. Exactly. Meaning, whatever you need, whether it's your friends, whether it's it's your job, whether it's whatever you need, you know, whether it's your, your partner in life, everything is rooted in Him, and yeah. He is faithful. God is not stingy. Yeah,
1: yeah. He's <laughs> eager to bless. God He's is not. I know
0: there is this thing oh, men are stingy. <laughs> <laughs> god is not stingy so he will not keep things away from you so it's not for us to even say no god but i'll never find another person like this do not compromise on the standard that you that you are going for because it's important to keep the truth in your heart if um, it's it's very important for us even when we are walking out and and making friendships that we tell people right from the front i am a christian i believe in the word of god this is my standard of truth i will never compromise on it so that even as we go it's not like a bad guy no Mm -hmm. it's like if we're not going this way you want to go that way i am not going to succumb to that i'm not going to change my mind that is very important in our generation that we speak about these things because these are things you know our friendships you find but god this person has been my friend for years yeah. but god knew you even before those Ooh, years you know snap, snap,
1: snap, snap. so
0: it's very important for us to know that because he is god everything that we ever need is in him That's true. so yeah um I guess, you guys, are coming to the sad end. I'm so sad that this conversation <laughs> is ending, but we have yeah. spoken about so much. This has really blessed me. Trust me, if you have not heard anything, I have. I'm <laughs> full. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, Lumbania, your conclusion?
1: Um, yeah, I think the final thing that I'd like to say, like, for everyone who's listening, um, let God be the truth, and let everyone else be a liar, you know? So, let's, by that I mean, you know, whatever it's easier for you to accept the truth when you recognize everything else as a lie yeah so recognize that well maybe it could be true maybe what someone else is saying is true but you know um don't give it that full confidence to say that no okay this is this person yeah. so whatever they're saying is the ultimate truth about me no go back to god's word That's let that so. be the final truth You know, when it comes to your standard of life, let the word of God be the one to guide you as to what Mm. exactly is the bar, you know, Mm -hmm. because uh, guaranteed, this is a guarantee that if you let the Bible be your final authority, your final word of truth, trust me there is you will you be in a unique category very few people have got that audacity to say that i am not going to conform to the patterns of this world mm. but if god's instruction is this i am not going to you know go against it in any way whatsoever mm-hmm. and secondly you put yourself in the best position for god to use you because he knows that if my word is the final authority for this for this for this uh, individual anything any instruction that i give this person is already willing vessel you know and what what greater honor is there than to be used by the ultimate creator i mean yeah so that's it debunk whatever lies that the enemy has told you debunk whatever whatever things we've grown up in our childhoods it's 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 a very traumatic experience yeah we do take note of that but i think that it hurts more to stay In stay in the brokenness than for us to take a step out of it and begin to work on the things that need to be worked on so yeah. yeah,
0: that's it. My final words is don't settle for safe, you guys. Yeah. Don't settle for safe. Step out in your truth. Step out in your identity. And always remember that your truth is found in God. Your truth is found in His word. Be willing, be deliberate, and purple and know that your purpose is in who He has called you to be, not what you think you are. No matter what view, no matter how many years you've Spent working on yourself, spending on yourself. If it is not in alignment with God's truth, then it is not your truth. Thank you so much for listening in. Until another amazing episode next week, it's bye for now.